This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. It is today a festival of festivals, boys and girls. We are going to be talking cheese, clippity-clops, doing it in a dress, you name it. We're going to cover it, uh, and we're going to cover it between now and 2 o'clock. My co-host is back, Tad Lombardo. I shouldn't call you... I, I think I'm going to have to come up with another name for you, Tad Lombardo. Sounds good. We'll work that out through the show. Yep. Stay with me. Yes, we are talking cravings. It's six minutes past one. Thank you, Alistair Kingston Kingston, for the news and that incredibly funny debate presented to you by Dean Beck on Word for Word uh, between 12 and 1. Incredibly funny and uh, something I shall have to download and podcast, I think, Tad, because, of course, podcasting is my new thing. It is. I'm a bit obsessed. Do you podcast at all? Not until now. Oh, man. I haven't done it myself, possibly, you know, but... uh, it's something I'm very interested in. Do you in listen to podcasts? I do, definitely. Yeah, as a yeah, radio person. Absolutely. Yep. I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. I'm now using them to go to sleep. So the oh. <laughs> ABC Classics had, had done one, which is a thousand years of classical music, okay. where they sort of take a, a year or a time and talk about what was going on. And um, then you end up with 12 or 14 minutes of a sonata or a concerto or something. I'm showing my age. Uh, and uh, Ira Glass, This American Life, is, um, is one of my favorites. I listen a lot. And but I it's great, though. You can download mm. them and listen to them on a plane or, or wherever you want to. It's good. As you can do with this show, joy.org.au slash cravings. You can go down podcast, download podcasts. I think there's 27 pages of about six or eight podcasts per page. So That's right. Let's say there's about 250 shows there or more that you can go and listen to. Uh, we've been on air now for eight years, so that means there's probably 400 shows in total. Yep. Not all of them have been podcast. Today we are talking a whole bunch of things, the first of which is... Cheese. I have uh, before me, Tad, we have before us yes. a, uh, um, a maestro of mozzarella. Uh, I think that's what we're calling him. Um, his name is Giorgio Languanti. Uh, bienvenuto. Welcome. Thank you very much. Grazie. Did I get that all right? Yeah, in your way. Parlo un poco italiano. Good. Better uh, than linguini sometimes uh, in the beginning. Of the, well, people always start to spelling linguine. Now I understand linguanti. I swear I knew I was going to get it wrong. And uh, a festival, you, you've been directing festivals for 15 years, I understand. Uh, Suta 
Yep, yep. There you go. Swiechewski? <laughs> yes, that's right. Excellent. Just um, let me do something here. Nice and close. That's yep. it. Um, so together you are part of a wine and cheese festival happening in Williamstown. Tell me more. Okay, so yeah, uh, as you just mentioned before, I've been doing a few festivals, not 15 years of festivals, many different things. But uh, the Wine and Cheese Festival has been going for the last three years. So this is third year in a row. And uh, it's, I think, at the moment, is the best thing we have in the West, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, over the bridge, I think we have the really coolest festival, uh, which is a real festival. It's not just a tasting event. So it's, it, it, uh, yeah. It brings joy to my heart that there are people paying attention to the West where I live. It is marvelous. Well done. Excellent. Um, so the big West festival, wouldn't that be the coolest thing in the West? Uh, well, I haven't been to that one, so I, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> if you haven't been to any other festivals in the West except for yours, then it is definitely the coolest festival in the West. Three years of a, of a wine and cheese festival in Williamstown. How did it start? How did it start? Uh, well, I've been doing different types of festivals before, but uh, I don't know. I've been to many festivals in Melbourne where food and wine is exhibited, but I didn't find them. I mean, obviously there is companies exhibiting their products, but I couldn't see the atmosphere of a festival. And from my background doing other things in life, you know, from different type of festivals and uh, concerts and things like that, yeah. I thought, yeah, let's combine some good atmosphere with tasting event and become a, a real festival. So that's how it came up. And th- th- there's never enough wine and cheese, let's be honest. No, there's never enough. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. <laughs> and what, what makes the Williamstown Festival different to other cheese well, festivals? Well, it's, uh, okay, so what it is, uh, the venue itself is just amazing. The venue yeah. is, uh, it's an old industrial boat shed, okay. you know, where we can fit at least 50 vendors. Yeah. And there's amazing outside area with, uh, perfect sea views of the city, you know, best sea views, you know, in yeah. Melbourne. You can see the pier, you, all the boats, and uh, obviously, I mean, obviously, <laughs> last three years, it's always been really good weather. Yes. Hopefully, it's going to be good weather again. So, on a yeah, 25, 30 degree day, yeah. usually this end of October, it's just amazing atmosphere. Fingers uh, plus, everything else from the music and other Great. things we can yeah. talk about, yeah. You've got some good sponsors. Sorry, I'm just looking at the uh, <laughs> uh, Yeelands, Volkswagen, and Mercedes. Optus, Wine, Cheeky, Grog Co, Bank of Melbourne. This is a, right, it's going in my car. And you, we are Most of them, to, to be honest, the first year it was difficult to find sponsors, but uh, now this year, to be honest, half of those, they have approached us, you know, so that's probably people who've heard about the festival and seen the atmosphere and they've been approaching us, so now it's much easier, obviously, than when we started. Excellent. Yeah. And, but... Again, if anyone is listening, it's never enough sponsors. So if you want to join, straight for the plug. And ladies and gentlemen, we're done. Um, <laughs> Giorgio, tell me about uh, your involvement with this festival, first of uh, all. It's the, the third year. Yes. We participate in the festival. And now, actually, we always we're looking forward for this festival. It's one of the best festivals. We've never, we never uh, been as a Zibidam. And, mm-hmm. and the real, the real reason is exactly what Sotti said. The atmosphere is uh, as a f- like a festa. You want like to start a good there. Italian festa. Mm. Yes, mm. yes, absolutely. The venue is a magic. You go inside, you, you ca- the atmosphere catching you, the music, the the people, the full um, harmonious activity inside there is nice. And um, then if we go outside on the pier, like you said, there is the sea. They always very magic. The sea is very mm. attractive. Plus, you can see the 
the say shepherds ship the mm. warriors of the sea the magic they then fantastic fantastic and the atmosphere the music i mean you want to stay there all time it's enough kind of expo or festa or festival where you want to go do your tour stand have some sample some food and go away you want mm. you feel comfortable to stay there all day long fantastic and for us it's been good because being italians and uh, and uh, and uh, Festas is something that really we really enjoy. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. also, also part of the, the fabric of, of Melbourne's inner west is, is, was built on, on waves of multiculturalism. Absolutely. So if we, if we think back to Footscray and Yarraville in the 1940s and 50s, they are post-Second World War migrants who, who settled in the area because of its, its socioeconomic availability. So seeing the festas that, that can sort of replicate some of those ideas that you speak of are, yeah. are quite important. Fantastic. For us, it's a very good, good opportunity to present our new cheeses. Mm-hmm. We always have new cheese on the, on the, on the go, and uh, it's a good chance to see nice customers that are interested to talk about cheese. Yeah. Yeah, now that you mentioned also the um, suburbs where yeah the festival is, the first year most of the people were from Williamstown, Yarraville, Sedon, yeah. Maribyrn, all these yeah. areas. Now because I can see on uh, internet, you know, where the people are buying tickets from, I can see that actually from Port Melbourne and South Melbourne, from St Kilda, Mate, from you've, it. you've got the people are coming. Done. So <laughs> yeah, it's people just coming now, even from the other parts of the city. It's not just from the west. Good Lord, they're, they're, they're coming across yeah. the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> coming across the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> it is thirty minutes past one. You're here on Joy ninety four point nine, Ted Lombardo and Pete. Dylan, we are Cravings, and uh, we are going to be back in your radio in just a second. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. We're going to have to get all these changed, Ted, because now you're listening to Pete Dillon and Ted Lombardo. Uh, <laughs> we together now are Cravings. It's such a joy to have a, a co-host every week. <laughs> it takes a bit of pressure off. I don't have to do all the thinking. It's great for a Saturday. Um, Sotia Sochevsky and Giorgio Langwanti are both... Serge, now I'm calling him Sergio. Giorgio and Satya in the studio talking about the Wine and Cheese Fest happening at Seaworks in Williamstown. Giorgio, I want to talk a little bit about how you got to cheese. Where, where did this come from? Where did you start to learn to make cheese? Is it a, is it a uh, generational thing or is it just something you decided one day you needed to do? Uh, my story in cheese is very, very unique, very strange. When I arrived in Australia... No strange stories, man. Yes, I, I realized that. <laughs> in, uh, when I arrived in Australia 12 years ago, really, we, um, I was coming from a background of advertising, mm-hmm. but not speaking any word of English, I really, I couldn't do it my, my professionally as advertiser, because I couldn't speak English, I'm yeah. a common guy. So I approached different jobs, like uh, first of my job was in the fruit shop, and yep. then I approached a cheese factory, and, and there I started to take some interest. Really, more interest was the curiosity coming up from do better my job, and the boss was just telling me all the time, what do you want to know? I'll not tell you. So this yep. was a little bit challenging, and after reading books and um, start experimenting at home, I, I became a little bit more confident with that. Then working at night to another kind of a factory, mm-hmm. uh, having my morning free and dream about do something else, I started a business. So with no, with no experience in cheese making coming from Italy. So the only th- things I have about the experience was a, a good understanding about the good flavor of cheese. And this was the start of my business. It's almost part of your DNA, being Italian. If you don't know about cheese, you're Italian. There's, there's something wrong. Ted, I'm seeing a lot of parallels in your story. Yeah, because there are. Ted's a, an engineer and decided one day to make chocolate. 
Wow. I never had any experience doing it, but you re-educated myself and, um, and realized I was actually um, obsessed with it. Uh, and only the last six years, seven years that I've been doing that. So it's, it's quite uh, quite interesting stories that yeah, it's, yeah. you know uh, this is the good things about australia give you a chance to discover your talent the things to be able to change and experimenting and do other things when a different in europe you stuck to your job you know leave your job right. you know, even if they 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 kick you out for four years yeah, yeah. you get the gold watch yeah you really have <laughs> <laughs> get the gold watch uh, 0427-3949 should you wish to take part in today's discussion the first part of the show is about the wine and cheese fest happening at Seaworks in Williamstown in two weeks time yes yeah uh, we'll talk a little later about the Clippity Clops. Uh, there's business going on at Caulfield Horses running around the track. We're actually talking about food at the races, so it's, it's an important thing. Um, and then a little further into the program towards the end, we're going to talk about a, a charity thing that is happening that has nothing to do with festivals or horses. But it does involve dresses. So there is yeah. a very loose theme running through today's <laughs> program, 18 minutes past one. It's uh, 15 degrees, hitting for top of 18. I tell you, sitting up in this studio, and I think all you gentlemen will agree with me, it looks magnificent outside. The sun's shining. We're looking across Melbourne's skyline. It's very beautiful. It's amazing. looks higher than 15. It does, yeah, absolutely. Mm, it feels warmer than 15. I'm wearing shorts. Does. I know. It's always hot in the studio. It is hot in the studio, but it looks beautiful outside. I hope you're enjoying your day wherever you are. Uh, 0427 Joy 949 if you wish to take part. Or you can email on air at joy.org.au. Or you can send a tweet to cravingsjoy949. And uh, tell us what uh, what you're doing for the day. Um, so you came to this cheese idea. And being something about Europeans being entrepreneurial as well. So I, if I can't find it, I'll start a business. <laughs> and it's yeah. not it's not an uncommon thing either. Um, really um being at 35 and start again in my life i uh, i wasn't thinking okay what do i do for building kind of a super innovation can give you stability on your old age i should start 20 years ago i know every 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> so better to start to do something else hindsight yeah. is a wonderful thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the the idea of the cheese come up with it, start to making cheese for the family. Uh, one of my first products was uh, some unique cheeses called now in Australia it's called bocconcini leaf. Mm-hmm. Practically, it's a bocconcini flat. If you can imagine, flat bocconcini like I've run over it with a car. Yeah, yeah. But it's a bocconcini cheese ready to go. Practically, you roll in with the other ingredients inside. You put a sli- uh, layers of smoked salmon or vegetables some, rocket, yeah, some sun-dried tomatoes yes, or something exactly. like that would be beautiful roll them up and then use lice yeah, with all these uh, circ- all these rolls of ingredients together and the funny thing is when I when I build up the when I created the name that's some more cheese it means that's a love that's a love of cheese because I believe in, in what you do with love you always have a better results but the Bocconcini leaf name come up with another story the the name translates from mozzarella sfoglia in Italian mm-hmm. in mozzarella sheet but at the time my English was so bad <laughs> then I couldn't pronounce that and I said to my graphic designer please help me let's try another name because this is sheet <laughs> it's not coming out mozzarella sheet so a real story it become a name more gentle book and <laughs> it's more gentle I like that <laughs> yes yes it's funny um, so Tia how did, how did you come to, to be doing what you're doing so to what I'm doing yeah, okay, another, another a, migrant in my, in, my, in my real life 
full-time engineer actually I'm managing engineers right. at the moment that's my <laughs> full-time job this guy pay my mortgage Small world. this was uh, this was something a hobby of mine you know always organizing parties and boat parties and whatever and when it uh, came to the festivals I mentioned before I've been to many festivals that I mean obviously everyone is having their own theme for a festival but uh Previously, he mentioned, you know, on our festival, you can stay like 67 hours and not be bored. You know, I've been to many festivals. Obviously, there is even more vendors than we have. But after one hour, one and a half hour, once you try whatever exhibits there, you just don't feel like staying. You know, you try and you go. Where on our festival, we try to build that atmosphere, you know, to... So you love standing six hours, seven hours, and even now we're creating after party with gypsy music or something. So <laughs> for the few yeah. hundred people, you know, they want to stay later, they can still stay. So it's like all day uh, thing, you know. We have grapestone competition that no other festivals do, you know. So it's something interactive uh, yes, with people. There is one festival yes. that does a grape stomp. The <laughs> Grampians Grape Escape that happens in Halls Gap in May does a grape stomp every year. Okay, that's okay. That's not in Melbourne. I haven't been, but yeah, that's good to know. That's good Should to know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go maybe have a look at that one. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, Eight that, years that's of doing this program, I just you got so much information. <laughs> Too much information. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, and and you've got a masterclass program. Yeah, masterclass programs. Yeah, so that, that's what we are just having more and more every year. The first year we didn't. The second year we had few. This year we're gonna have every half an hour we have master programs because people like Giorgio and other exhibitors who want to exhibit their products in front of mm-hmm. many people and get more attention definitely it's really good for us for the festival to have something like that also for the exhibitors themselves you know to talk about their wine and cheese is, yeah. is there a sense of, of sorry ted i feel like i keep cutting you off is there a sense of um bringing a, a, a cultural event as much as a food and wine event because clearly you're also uh, uh not a nativist well not native australian yes. bad choice uh not australian born yes so uh, yeah, so I, I would say like, uh, yeah, I'm o- o- from overseas, from uh, Macedonia, and I go there every year, you know, so obviously when I go there, there's always concerts and festivals and everything, you know, so that atmosphere that we have there, it is a bit different than here, I don't know why, is it the people, is it the mentality, is it, uh, I don't know, it's something different, you know, so obviously me and I've got a couple of partners, all of us are sort of Europeans, yeah. we have that sort of in us maybe, I don't know, in the genes, you know, so when we are doing the festivals, we are doing it as for ourselves, you know, and obviously many people like it, and yeah, we will try to build that atmosphere that we have overseas. That's right. I think Melbourne, I mean, being sort of, the, well, in my mind, the food and cultural capital of Australia, though Sydney wouldn't agree, but... Um, oh, screw Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Melbourneites love a festival, especially having to do food and wine of, of some form, so yeah. I think it's... You can pretty much do no wrong in that sort of thing. If, yeah, I think and it's uh, so many festivals. Like if, if you go on Google, like every weekend, there's like at least ten or fifteen festivals in Melbourne, yeah. and all of them are attended by people. You know, so people love that. You know, so regardless yeah. which suburb you're in, you know, if you have something good, you know, you build that atmosphere. You know, it's people will come. You know, so yes. regardless where you do it, and it's always going to be people for it. Yeah. Melbourne is just yeah, place like that where. As you mentioned before, it's built on multiculturalism, so people like this kind of yeah. yeah and, and, and look, it's funny. This is your. This is there's three cheese festivals that have come across our desk in the last little while. So right. um, yours is on the 23rd. On the 22nd of October is the... But the Pran Market Cheese Festival. Pran Market yeah, Cheese Festival. Yeah. Say Cheese. That's the second one. Um, yeah. Which is a one-day festival. Yours yeah. is a one-day festival. One day. And then from the 10th to the 20th of November, uh, there is a festival called Bon Fromage, uh, which is... a fest- it's, The cheeses are all um, European, so from the European Union. And it runs for 10 days. And it's, it's a 10-day cheese festival. 
So um, it seems there seems to be a desire or a want for cheese festivals for sure. Yeah, definitely. We can see that on the on our festival as well. You know, so we have uh, eight cheese producers this mm. year. You know, and all of them are present. I mean, every year we have more and more. You know, so there is lots of cheese producers. George yeah. probably knows more about that. You know, so it, people just love to consume fine products. Are, are all the producers local that you have coming in? The cheese producers. How many? We have eight of them. All yeah. local. Uh, all local. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, all local. Yeah. yeah okay. But uh, they have different backgrounds, like Georgia. They're Italian. Yeah. They're French. Uh, some of them Australian. You know. But mm. yeah, they're all from Victoria. Yeah. Do you have any Serbian donkey cheese? Uh, we don't. But <laughs> I would uh, try to find that for next year. Yeah, I get cool. some Macedonian cheese, which is uh, smelly again. Well, the, the, <laughs> there's a the Serbian uh, donkey's milk cheese. So right. donkeys produce milk. Um, Novak Djokovic, who is number one tennis male tennis player in the yep. world, owns something like ninety seven percent of the donkey cheese production in Serbia. Right. So he owns it. Is anybody doing that in Australia with donkey milk? I don't know, and we've got to we've got to see if it's being done. Um, but apparently, it's um, it's interesting to, <laughs> to say the least. Well, Have you tried it? I, I, yes, it, oh, and okay. to me, it's sort of it has. A taste not unlike goat's cheese, right. that sort of astringent kind of taste, but it's, it's something textural about it that I'm not quite right. convinced. Mm-hmm. Mm. Making cheese out of my Very ass. <laughs> fascinating. It yeah. is fascinating. Yeah. So, yes, um, we need to see if we can get hold of some donkey milk cheese. Yeah. From like, I wish I met you before, you know, because I was going to do some research who is importing <laughs> and I was going to bring them, you know, but yeah, now I will know for the next one. <laughs> yes, donkey's milk cheese. If you've had it, let us know. 0427JOY949. <laughs> you can email on ericjoy.org.au. Um, you can tweet to cravingsjoy949. Or you can ring one three hundred five six nine nine four nine. You can interact with this program because it is your program. It's fifteen degrees, heading for top of eighteen. Uh, we're going to take another brief respite, and we'll return with Giorgio and Satia, Tate Lombardo, and myself, Pete Dillon. This is Cravings on Joy ninety four point nine. Hi, I'm Manny Fellil, and you are with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy ninety four point nine. You are on Joy ninety four point nine. Twenty eight minutes past one. I'm curious if you have tried cheese made from a donkey a camel or a yak because i've just discovered while we're having those messages that uh we were talking about donkey cheese just before um uh we did that and i've just discovered that there is a farmer who in south australia who has applied to use those alternative milks to support his own dairy industry to to make cheeses from either camel yak or donkey have you had yak's milk no, okay. I have. <laughs> yeah, in those uh, fermented stuff. Yes, it smells like nothing I've ever smelled. I've had it once. Imagine an old <laughs> pair of shoes that died. That's what it smells <laughs> like. Um, although a lot of European cheeses do have quite a pungent, yeah. strong, strong smell. Nice. The um, those ipoises and the the washed rind cheese yes. and stuff there, they do get a little bit like old shoes. Um, and yeah, so uh, yak, camel, or uh, or uh, not buffalo. What did I say? Yak, camel, or donkey. Yes. So we, we may be able to find it in Australia, and it is now my mission, Sosa, to find this cheese and Excellent. see if we can consume some because it's um, I'm fascinated. Uh, Wine and Cheese Festival is happening in Williamstown on the 23rd of October. Uh, it is the third the third festival. Yep, it's third festival in Williamstown. Otherwise, we are doing another one as well in uh, North Melbourne in Meat Market. So that's oh. uh, in April every year. You know, so last year was the first one. 2nd of April this year is going to be the second one. Oh, excellent. So yeah. You're doing a, it's a festival of festivals almost. Yes. There is a festival on in this town every week, it seems. Uh, there is, yep. 
you know, we're, we're known for our big festivals, the comedy festival, the food and wine festival, um, sporting festivals like no other country in the world. Um, and then I, it's becoming, you know, there's chocolate festivals and yep. there's... All sorts, All sorts of, of there was art truffle festivals. Mm. Yeah. yeah, today just when I was coming here, I met one of our vendors in Malkos the other day. Cider festival. I mean, ah, that's I, on uh, today. So yes. yeah, today. Cider so many festivals. Right. Like every corner there is a festival. Uh, he was mentioning there is um, salami, salami festival. festival yeah, in High Street. We have, today, an, you know, so it's, we have another stall today. Today uh, we have the salami. Oh, festival. in the salami festival. Mm. Tomorrow, is the salami yeah. festival on today? Today and tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Oh, God, my life. My life's too full. I don't have time. No, no, yeah, festivals. Physically, we can't make it to all of them. You need just too many of them. Fantastic. Salami festival. That's another great festival. And why did you choose wine and cheese? Well, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's some, but I've been to many food and wine festivals, so this is pretty similar, but I obviously had to come up with a different name, and most of our vendors are wine and cheese, you know, so like 90% of the vendors are, so it was just something straightforward. chocolate. <laughs> yeah, exactly something straightforward, you know, you know what it is, you know, when you hear it, wine and cheese, yep, at least I will get wine and cheese. Everything extra yep. is a bonus. How many so, people do you get on the day? Is so the first year we had almost 5,000 people. Mm -hmm. Last year we had 4,000. This year, I don't know, but hopefully we're going to get yep. something similar. Uh, I know that on the day there is many other festivals, so it just depends you know, what people like to do. What, what, what are you capable what's, what's your? What are you capable of managing from a, from a people uh, point of view? Up to 5,000 people we can okay, manage. Yeah. After that, it's different type of licenses. But yeah, once sure. we... Well, online, if we pre-sell 4,000 tickets, then we stop selling online, yep. and then it's just we allow for maybe mm. up to 1,000 people to buy on the day. The door, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because liquor licensing it becomes yeah, a major event yeah. after yeah. 5,000 people. Yeah. 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 All this useless information that I'm able to draw out of my brain today. <laughs> it is alarming, given I was at the, uh, <laughs> the North Melbourne Best and Ferris last night. However... Um, Giorgio, your family, you're from advertising. There, there's, there's something in the, the Italian DNA um, that's just cost you 250 bucks. You've just bought a membership. Anybody whose phone rings <laughs> while we are in this studio buys a membership to the station. Um, <laughs> I'll do it for you for 84 bucks. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, there's, there's something in the Italian DNA that, that is so intrinsically linked, so close to food. Uh, it's like I, I, I know people uh, uh, say that we all love food and we all like to eat, but it seems to be almost a religious experience every meal in in Italy. In Italy, I think they put a cheese everywhere. They they sprinkle cheese even on the think about it, desserts. The majority is done with a lot of cheese desserts. Mascarpone yeah. and with yeah, mascarpone and ricotta, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, plus cheese, all the pastas dishes yep. they have cheese and lasagna and pizza, mm -hmm. especially and so risotto. much. And mm -hmm. yeah, risotto and and uh, in voltini, meat in voltini with the, oh, yeah. with the cheese inside. Yeah. The cheese must uh, must be involved otherwise. But I believe in my new experience, especially in Australia, we all attach a lot to cheese. And I, my personal feeling is just because it comes from milk. And let's not forget that we all, when yep. we're born, we I mean, depend start with, from milk, start yeah. with milk. Mm. And this, uh, that's why a lot of people are cheese lovers. You can it's find a lot of people, maybe they're vegetarian, but on cheese, they want to meet together. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I know, like for myself, it's. um. You know, a lot of the, the food memories I have were from, you know, my family and my mother, mother's side and my father's side. And my father's side is the Italian side. And um, it was always about the food and there was always so much of it. And, you know, those food memories you try to recreate now. And, and a lot of it is around certain types of cheese that were certain ingredients. It's quite interesting. 
Speaking of Italian, do we have to say hello to mum today? Is she listening? Yes. Hello, Linda. <laughs> New Jersey. Ted's mum is in New Jersey. She tunes in every week to listen to him she on does. the wireless. Yeah, yeah, and, um, cold, the South European region, is the food is the sort of the main thing. I, I, I yeah. want to mention something. Like I was uh, in Macedonia for a month now. Yeah. I just came back. And when I come back and people are asking me, like, what was the weather? Like I said, mate, I've been just in the restaurants from the morning till the evening. You know, like I never what leave weather? the restaurant. I you know, so I don't really weather. see the weather. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Are you surprised at at how much we just love cheese and had and food and wine? How much it's sort of intrinsic into? As I was saying, it's, it's quite a European thing, but it, it's very much become our way of life. That if we want to catch up with somebody, we do it over a coffee or a meal. Oh, you know, we've got time. Well, let, let's have breakfast or go for brunch or yeah. go out for lunch, dinner. And it's it just seems to be that thing that we do. As absolutely, but I noticed in the last uh, few years, let's say in the last seven, eight years, you say, okay, let's catch up for, for coffee. If he's into maybe two o'clock. After that, is let's catch up for aperitivo, let's yep. catch up for glass of yeah, wine, and uh, it's already start to changing. Also, in the twelve years, in the last twelve years, I'm here in Australia. I saw lots of changing yeah. on the on the habit of the people. Cheese and wine really matching very well and bring along uh, lots of people. And um, and there's a lots of appreciation for cheese for what are we doing. I remember, let's say in Italy, if you think about cheese, Mica, you think about person then working with the milk with the animals or maybe smell too much yeah. I don't know here is a very you become like a superstar oh you are just Michael wow talk me, talk me about what are you doing why are you doing it it's become really uh, a nice adventure for me yeah. how big is your your company how big is your business when I started eight and a half years ago probably it was a me, me and myself mm-hmm. in the, yes and now we are about 63 people in the company 63 yeah we have mm. brand new presences in Thomas Town we still do a lot in my the cheeses mm. plus we have a beautiful retail shop at the factory and uh, yeah a big team between uh, drivers and then driver um, selling the van uh, the cheese with the van around Melbourne you can see this beautiful van with the I love a mozzarella um, stamped on the side I, I do see I've that seen van, it, yeah. I've seen it a few times yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what um, are, are you surprised at how successful you've become um, it's just uh, I really thanks God about that yeah um, I was expecting when I started making bocconcini leaf and and got up at 3 o'clock in the morning by myself and and uh, End at the end of the day, uh, eight o'clock at night, and start again. I wasn't thinking about all these, uh, all these uh, experience with the radio, with the television, mm-hmm. with the people they fascinating and they ask you about what you do and what you not, and and uh, all this um, growth of the company. And yeah, absolutely, very nice, very nice. And what That's what has been what what's your specialty? Is it still bocconcini? Do you still make those bocconcini bocconcini leaves? Yeah, we're not making big quantity of that just because the people they are. Uh, more happy that somebody else prepared your the meal, so they don't like to spend time in preparing themselves. Yeah. But yeah, the, the majority of mozzarella, mozzarella family is our speciality. Mm. Practically, we make a bocconcini mozzarella in all different shape and size. Do you make burrata? We are the first one making burrata in Australia. God, I love burrata. And, uh, are, you, are you a fan? I am. That, that mm. beautiful sort of yep. like a mozzarella skin, and then you cut it, and it's just oozy cream. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> this is one of and my. Come favorite. along at the Williamstown Festival. We'll have a burrata serving every uh, fresh right. on, on fresh I will tomato. come and buy burrata. Yes. Buy the kilo. Good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, mozzarella practically filled, smoked, white, black. Uh, plain or buffalo milk or cow's yeah. milk and yeah uh, but, but mozzarella has been our 
our slogan also. I love a mozzarella. You yeah. see it on T-shirt, Ipons, Vane, and every way. But and what, what other cheeses do you make? Um, in the last two years, since we are in the new premises, we start a new range of mature cheeses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two, they're really... Like a, a cheddar type mm, of One cheese. is called Secrets of the Forest. Yep. Practically because uh, it was a combination of uh, Australian black winter truffle together mm-hmm. with buffalo milk. And for giving them the over magic on this combination, we practically mature the cheese inside of wild eye. And wow. so the right. aroma, the character the cheese take is fantastic. Plus, mm. we're releasing in limited edition, selling in a beautiful timber box. Yeah. And yeah, it's become another signature. Uh, another product uh, we're launching at the moment is called Drunken Buffalo. Practically, right. is a buffalo milk cheese um, maturing under uh, wine leaves and uh, skin grape from Nebbiolo. Oh, right over wow. what from uh, do you press it on the outside of the cheese yes, yes. So yeah and the the full mature room is smell like wine fantastic how long does it take uh, six months minimum before we start to release some batches the wine come from the, this is a grape is in, the wine the wine is in it coat yep is Vin- yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> plus we're experimenting all the time yeah. good yeah. Well, guys, thank you, first of all, for coming and joining us. Um, the Wine and Cheese Festival is on at Seaworks in Williamstown, 23rd of October. If you go, you can win a three-month supply of wine as well, um, uh, which is win at wineandcheesefest.com.au. Uh, go on to your favorite search engine, or you can just go to wineandcheesefest.com.au and sort that all out. Guys, thank you. Thank you very much for the thank opportunity. Thank you. Good luck yeah, with yeah. the festival. Nice I'm sure that it's going to go incredibly well. All day, every day. Joy 94.9 on air and online at joy.org.au. Everything is online and on air at joy.org.au. It is 1.45, quarter to two here on a glorious Saturday afternoon. We are celebrating all things festivals. We've talked wine and cheese and we are now to talk uh, food and horses. Horses, yeah. Uh, Kyle Robertshaw is... uh, Sorry, Julian Robertshaw. No, Kyle. Kyle is with us. Kyle, hello. <laughs> G'day, how are you? Good, thank you. I'm getting confused to who I'm talking to. I've got so many lines going here. That's all right. It's, uh, it's a bit rowdy down here as well. That's all right. Um, you are at Caulfield and, and, and within a marquee. Tell us what you're doing down there. Uh, so, yeah, correctly part of uh, the Caulfield city today. Um, we are showcasing a couple of uh, dishes uh, that go very well for us at, at these festivals. We've got our Miyagi dried chicken, just like the chicken karaage with our... Oh, I love chicken karaage. Mm. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. A little bit of uh, Japanese uh, crack, as I call it, the Japanese mayo. Um, you can't say no to that. Uh, we also have uh, our Bombay... Hang on, Kyle, stop for, for me. Is that like Kewpie mayonnaise? Kewpie, yeah. Oh. All my favourite <laughs> things in one place, Kewpie mayonnaise and Japanese fried chicken. That's it. That's, That's it. Perfect. Sorry, and uh, the the other thing you have going on? We've just launched a, a new taco uh, in the restaurant at the Miyagi, and it's our Bombay soft shell tempura crab. And we've uh, mm. we've had to put it on the menu because we bring them to these festivals and put them in And then they, people arrive in into Miss Miyagi and think that's what they're going to have. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly mm. right. Um, what, what's the what's the idea of taking restaurants? I know that um, Scott Pickett is there with the Estelle by Scott Pickett. I know that Ian Curley is there as well. What's what's the idea behind taking restaurants to Caulfield Racecourse? Well, I, I think that um, it's, it's serving a discerning clientele, and uh, chips on sticks don't really cut it when you've got uh, all the ladies that are flocked up to the nine, and people are uh, out to have a really celebratory day. So I think that it should only be matched by the, the quality of food that's on offer as well. 
Um, as you know, Melbourne, you know, we love our restaurants, we love our food. Um, and it's just showing, uh, showcasing the calibre of what we can do. I suppose you can't ask someone wearing a $2,000 dress in $1,000 shoes and with a $500 handbag to be hopping into a Chico roll, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be looking like Gucci and having a full and full. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's wandering around in my Gucci with a Chico roll or a couple of <laughs> potato cakes. Um, yeah, yeah, Ted, yeah. are you a fan of the races? I am. I, I haven't been able to go to the races in the last couple of years because of my, my business, but um, I've, you know, loved going to the races. It's always a, um, a big part of, of, you know, Melbourne culture and, and, you know, you go and you have a great day and, and hopefully the weather cooperates, which this time of year isn't always the case. <laughs> so today you're pretty lucky, I think. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where I think it's, um, you know, being in Melbourne, it's something that you normally do, right? And, you know, how many people do you expect to get t- today through the um, through the races? Do you know what the numbers are like today? Kyle? Hello, Kyle, are you there? Sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry. Just yeah, just was, a little bit there. Oh, that's all right. Um, the phone connection is probably not great, but just was curious as to if you knew how many how many you know people will be coming through the uh, the gates today, all up at the uh, the Caulfield races today. Yeah, I've got no idea how many spare with or catering for uh, for two thousand. That's just um, in your in your marquee, is that right? Just in my yeah. marquee. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to this year at, at the races. You know, we've done a little market numerous times, so we're, uh, we're the newbies on the block. Oh, okay. So it's exciting. Well, I'm sure with the success of your business, Mr. Miyagi, uh, that you will be successful out there at Caulfield. Put a fiver on race eight, number six. It's always a winner. <laughs> I'd, I'd put $9 on our uh, piece chicken. You, you're guaranteed to be a winner here. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> Nicely done, Kyle. Nicely done. Uh, thanks for talking to us, buddy. No Enjoy the day. Bye-bye. You, you can get out there and have incredible gourmet food at Caulfield Racecourse for the uh, spring racing season, which officially almost kicks off today. So we've got, um, I think there's three race days at Caulfield this week, with right. next Saturday being the Caulfield Cup. Um, someone else we wanted to talk to... Um, it's a frightening thing to imagine Benjamin Cooper in a dress, but it is going to happen. Uh, he's part of a group of people, and I'm about to talk a lot about that group of people. But he joins us on the phone, Ben Cooper from Chin Chin. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Say hello to Tad. I've got a regular Hi, co-host. It's the two-man show now, mate. Oh, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. He makes chocolate as well. <laughs> he's a chocolatier. Yes. Hey, um, what's this business of doing things in a dress? So, uh, about a month back, uh, Pierre Roloff, the, uh, the great dessert chef, approached me and said, uh, look, I'm putting together a team for a bit of a fundraiser for, for, for girls in Sierra Leone and uh, Uganda to, to send them to school. And uh, he said, all, all, all that's required is that you wear a dress for a day. So I thought, why not? Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a bit of a fright. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my wonderful husband, um, who was chefing on oil rigs, as you know, um, yeah. did this same thing. Did you know? Really? Yes. On, on the oil rig? On the oil rig. He wore a, a school dress, a girl's school dress That's for uh, for the day. <laughs> How did that go over? It's hilarious, right? Look, it's, it's, a, it's a great organisation. I think, it, you know, as a chef, you don't always feel like you can uh, necessarily contribute to, to a lot of things going on in the, in the outside world. But um, when you're given the opportunity, you, you, you take it and try and make a bit of a difference. 
Well, I think it's, I think what you're doing is, is fantastic because you're you're making people realise that there are a whole bunch of others around the world who um, who who live in far uh, more challenging um, circumstances than we do. Yeah, look, I've, I've got I've got three kids of my own, you know, and I've got two boys and a girl, and the idea that my daughter wouldn't be given the same educational possibilities as my sons really terrifies me. You know, I I can't imagine what it would be like for my daughter to, to live in a world where she wasn't given that opportunity. So uh, the least I can do is to try and help make a difference for, for girls in, in other countries to achieve to achieve what should be everyone's given right to have an education. Indeed, or to, or to be able to have access to medical services, or not to be genital, yeah. not to go through genital mutilation, or um, I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 a wonderful program. Hey, mate, um, you've got you've got a, tar- a target of raising fourteen grand now. I just want to quickly well, run. I think we're almost halfway there at the moment. Yeah, you're close. So Pierre Olof, you mentioned who's put it together. Sel Malatesta from the St. Ali Group uh, involved. Danny Valent, food writer. Jesse Gurner from Bomba. Um, Adriano Zumbo, the sweets queen. Uh, Scotty Pickett's with you. Ray Capaldi, Dan Krancich. Um It's it's a massive team. Who put it all together? Uh, so Pierre was Pierre and his wife have, uh, have pretty much brought it together. Um, you know, and and an amazing job they've done. We had. Uh, we had some photos done the other day for for the paper, and you know a really good bunch of people that are all incredibly busy in their own right, and it's really fantastic to see them just just going above and beyond to try and make a difference for for other people. Mate, you're uh, you're one of a, an industry that is, I think, generally or genuinely altruistic. So we are. Um we are very lucky that, that we have a, an industry that cares. If people want to know more and they want to chip in a few bucks to the to support what you're doing, they go to doitinaddress.com. What's the team name? Uh, Shefford in Address. Shefford in Address. For anyone, anyone out there that follows me on Instagram, you can log into my, uh, into my Instagram page and the, uh, the link is at the top of my, uh, at the top of my page. Excellent. And you can get in that way. No worries. We look forward to seeing you do it in a dress, chefing in a dress. It's uh, oh, there'll be, there'll be photos, don't you worry. <laughs> I, I would expect nothing else. Just do me one favour, mate, and put on a pair of jocks for a change. <laughs> well, we're still to TBC. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now all of a sudden got this tasteful. Uh, Benjamin Cooper, I, thank you. I was, looking for, I was looking for a pair of gym bloomers. A pair of what? What? You know, the old school gym bloomers. Oh, God. <laughs> we have to go now. Uh, ben <laughs> Cooper from Chin Chin. Good luck. <laughs> uh, that is Ben Cooper. here from Chin Chin. Do it, uh, if you go to doitinaddress.com and then the team is Shepherd in Address, uh, you'll see there's 19 uh, different people involved. Lisa Velmorbita from, from Peter Pippo is in there. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people. So do go on and support them. They only need to raise $14,000. I think you could help them exceed their expectations. And we have an email... 
I'm very happy that this email's now starting to come in every week. I've got a new obsession with Tad's mum. Uh, Tad and Pete, I'm listening. Happy that your show's on an hour earlier. Well, thank you to Daylight Saving. We have to get out of bed an hour yes. earlier. Uh, love your shows. Keep up the great work. That is from Linda. Listening in New Jersey, so we are delighted to have your company, Linda, all the way on the other side of the world. Um, and I'll probably come and visit you in, in, in June when I'm in that neck of the Are you going? Oh, yeah. Good. yeah. You have to. Mm, yeah, I'll go and knock on your mum's yeah. door. Hi. Uh, it is four minutes to do here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. We shall return momentarily to wrap things up and uh, go and find some cheese. I've all of a sudden got a hankering. Yeah. Hi, this is Dan Churchill from MasterChef. You're listening to Cravings on Joy 94.9. You are here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. It is three minutes remaining till... Oh, two minutes remaining till two <laughs> o'clock. Um, a reminder, if you want to know more about the Wine and Cheese Festival that is happening at Seaworks in Williamstown... Um, you can do that by going to wineandcheesefest.com.au. If you would like to know more about what's happening at the Caulfield Races with Food, you can go to mrc.racing.com and you can find out what's happening there in Marquise. And if you would like to know more about what Ben Cooper is doing with the other 18 people, uh, they are doing it in a dress. Uh, so you go to doitinadress.com and you find the team chef at in a dress. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> so do I. It's funny. Mm. It's going to be good. And Some of those cost. people I would like to see in a dress. There are many that I would not. No, yeah, you can pick the list. The escape pod will take you travelling after 2pm. They're going somewhere with a... They have a couple who are going to just regale you with their personal travel stories. And that's sort of... It's like being at a party and someone tells you, oh, yes, you know, I was at an ashram in India. And I, I get very... I get really jealous of people <laughs> who travel a lot. So do I. My, my travel, I, I travel in Australia a lot for, for work, sort of a flight, that doesn't count. flight to Perth. But, um, yeah, people travelling overseas, I get particularly yeah. jealous. Um, I have a friend who works with the International Concierge Association, James. Right. And every time I turn around, he says, oh, I, can't, I can't do anything. I'm going to be away. I'm going somewhere. I'm it's always nice to go somewhere, but yeah, it's always it best if it's on a holiday as opposed yeah, to work. Well, you're right. Uh, doing a 24-hour round trip to, to Perth gets a little challenging. Yes, the red eye. Um, Oh, and your mother has responded. She said oh. she'd love for me to visit. Oh, there you go. There you go. Accommodation yeah. sorted. Make sure you've got plenty of wine there, Linda. <laughs> yeah. uh, we shall return next week. We're going Greek next week. We are. We've got... Um, you Kath- tell us... Oh, sorry. Kathy um, uh, Staples from uh, the Sweet Greek in the Pran Market has a new yes. book that she's launching, and it's her second cookbook, and we're going to be talking all about that and um, hearing a bit more about Kathy's mm. story, so... And then in two weeks, we are so organized. Weeks, You're on board. Everything's all of a sudden organized. Two weeks, uh, we're talking uh, Flavors of Bali and Darren Purchase. But right now, we are talking travel because we have to go. See you next week. Bye Thanks, bye. Tad. Thank you. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.